Hey guys, welcome back to the encounter by us, Redeem. Today we have Deb, Raquel, and Diane. We have a monsoon, and yes, yours truly, uh, Danny, uh, which I, I don't think I have to, uh, what's it called, introduce myself, but I think <laughs> I always do. Uh, and today we're going to continue our podcast that we've, uh, that we've done, and that we've, uh, our little series that's called The Heart of a Follower, and we've done already uh, a few of the podcasts, and I wanted to continue today uh, talking about, um, you know, how to be a, a follower of Christ spiritually. And if you guys can all open your Bibles and you guys can all follow us along to Romans 8, 4. Uh, this verse is very interesting because it, it, if you guys didn't know this, um, the body of a, of, of a human, of a human, man, woman, doesn't matter. Um, we are, you know, tripartite beings, right? So we are body, soul, and spirit. And when we follow Christ through all these three stages of our life, we can, we are, we are meant to be, we are meant to be, we are meant to do this, but we are also called to follow all three stages and follow Christ through them. And this is why in Romans 8, 4, uh, I would like to read it to you. It says, uh, so I'm reading the AMP version, just in case you guys want to follow along. Um, so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives in the ways of the flesh, guided by the worldliness of our sinful nature, but live our lives in the ways of the Spirit, guided by His power. So if you guys notice, uh, right here Romans, right here Paul, what he's trying to speak to us, what he's trying to tell us, what he's trying to teach us is that there is a law, there's a requirement to be, uh, how do I say this, maybe like a requirement to, to reach a certain... Prerequisite. Yeah, like prerequisite to be called, uh, you know, a follower of Christ, uh, something that can be guided by the Spirit. And the number one a requirement is, is to understand what being righteous and being just is. And if you guys understand this, and within, between the righteousness and the just of what Romans 8, 4 says, righteous is mean to be right, right? Righteous is to do everything correct no matter the, the consequence. And being just means that you're not, uh, I don't know how to explain this very well, but unjust. Like when there's something to decide, it doesn't matter if it's your best friend, it doesn't matter if it's your enemy, you try to do what's just, you try to do what's fair. And what I love about this is that this is a requirement of the law, but since we don't live under the law anymore, the best way that we can meet this require without requirement, without under, without being under the law, is by living our life under the Spirit and by the guidance of His Holy Spirit. Which, which I was looking at this and I was wondering, and I was not wondering, but I was thinking to myself, how beautiful is this that God has left this, has left the Spirit within us. So he can be guided by his power. And if all you guys know, the power is Dunamis, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we have to understand that in order to be a follower, a complete heart of a follower, a complete a follower, our spirit needs to be guided by his power. It needs to be guided by his spirit because our spirit and his spirit connect. And that's the only thing that connects with them. And that's what pushes us. So then our, our urges come from inside out. Right? I don't know if you have something to say or you want to keep going. Yeah, I actually I was going to tell you that um, one of my favorite examples um, that I found is Daniel. And uh, if I can read for you guys, Daniel 6, 1 through 3. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom. And over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, to whom these... Uh, satraps should give account so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished. This is the important part. <clears throat> then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So Daniel lived in Babylon. Like the first thing that we should know is that they changed his name. You know, they, they tried to make him be like, uh, 
Babylonian. I think that's how you say it. I'm yeah. not sure, right? But Daniel, what set him apart is that he had this high spirit. And maybe the people of the world didn't really understand, like, what 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 is that? Like, why is he cooler than us? But there was things that Daniel did that allowed him to have this excellent spirit. And when I was reading the word excellent, I thought it was good because it didn't see it didn't see a, a fair spirit, a good spirit. It said an excellent. And excellent means that it's preeminent, surpassing, extreme, extraordinary. So there was something in him that was incredible. And then the spirit, I was reading that it's the same as Ruach, when Ruach is like the breath of God, right? right? So which I think is incredible. The breath of God was always in him. But what did he do to have this excellent spirit? And if we remember, uh, the second he got into Babylon, what did he say? He said, oh, I'm going to propose in my heart to not defile myself yeah. with the king's banquet, right? So he saw all of the things that the world had to offer, and he said, nah, nah, nah. I know who I am. I have my identity, and I choose to stand firm in this. I choose to say no to the king's banquet. I don't care if the king has meats. I don't care if the king has Coca-Cola, hot Cheetos with limon, <laughs> cake, you know, nothing. He said, I don't care. What I want to do is I want to behave in a way that will set me apart. And even the guy was like, nah, the, the king's going to get me in trouble because you're going to get sick. And when the time passed, he was stronger than the men who had had from the king's banquet, yeah, right? But say. the part that I love about this story, uh, and I know I talk a lot, so I'm going to finish right now. But um, that I love about this is that the people who saw that he had this excellent spirit and they were gonna, he was going to lead over them, they started to get jealous, right? And what did their jealousy cause? They said, okay, I know, let's... Let's have a, a, a decree that says that you can't pray to any God for 30 mm. days. And what did Daniel do? Did Daniel care? No. No. Daniel stood firm once again. He said, oh, I have a high spirit and I am obedient to the laws of this world. Yes, I am. But none that go against my God. And he prayed without any care in the world. He said, if everybody has to see me, I don't care. I'm not going to hide. And he prayed three times a day. So he didn't never stopped having communion with God ever. Yeah. Right. And what did that lead him to? They throw him in the lion's den. And do you think Daniel said, no, no, please don't throw me in the lion's den? No, he trusted completely in God. He, he trusted that his obedience would have payment. You know, you know what I was going to tell you guys? Uh, just, just like Jesus Christ, he was obedient until almost death. You know what I mean? Which, which I think that's 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 in reality what a what a true follower is, right? When your spirit, when your spit it, spit it, no, when your spirit, <laughs> when your spirit and your soul and your body is all together and it's following one 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 God, Christ, which is Christ, it almost you don't almost don't even care about your body anymore, right? Like, oh, if they kill me, so be it, because you know it was put to death. Daniel was almost put to death in a in a, in a lion's den, and I know we. We think about this like when we were young kids, but a lion's den. I mean, there's a yeah. bunch of lions there, and I don't know if you've ever seen a lion. Like their head is as big as like a TV, and and it, they're huge. They're scary, and he just. I'm guessing he was just petting them all night long, and you know he was just chilling. And that's that's beautiful because when when we stand up for God in front of people, he shows up. When people put us in in, in in random places or in, in dangerous places, go ahead. And I was just gonna say, sorry, I feel we, like we, we haven't let them day. talk about. It. We're gonna tell you guys talking now. Uh, but you know, Daniel, I feel like um, he was so cool. Like honestly, just so cool because he didn't even ask the king for vengeance after. But the king saw what God did for him in the lion's den, and he took the people who accused him and threw them to the lions, and the lions ripped them to shreds. Mm. And this is so relevant because in the Bible it says, when your enemy is hungry, feed them. When your enemy is thirsty, give them to drink. By doing this, you'll put hot coals over their head. Don't forget, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, right? Yeah. And so God, he doesn't only like honor you in front of people, but he goes against those who went against you, which I think right. is incredible to have this spirit. 
to have a spirit-led life, right? Yeah. Anybody else have something to say? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so adding on to this uh, whole like Daniel topic that I, I'm really I'm really liking because um, you know, you can see how Daniel didn't like he had the opportunity to like conform and to like be comfortable because you know he had the commodity of like being fed like the best the best food right. like ever, but he didn't. And the fact that he prayed three times a day connects to this verse that I have here, which is Ephesians 6, 18. It says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And so we see here that the verse does, doesn't just tell us like just pray at all times. It tells us to pray in the spirit. So that's like a, I don't know if that's like a different level or something, but it's like you you have to put your all in it. You have to pray according to what the spirit is guiding you to say out loud to God. And I think that's exactly what Daniel did to be, because of course, like he did pray. And so that's why he was able to resist all these temptations. So he prayed in the spirit and he prayed three times a day. So he was alert. He did not, um, he didn't take a minute to just like sit back and see like, Oh, what can I enjoy today? No, he was <laughs> figuring out a way to maintain his relationship with God regardless if he was in his hometown or not, because he knows that a relationship with God, no matter where you're supposed to go, it should always be kept, you know, like upbeat. So, and you have to always remain connected with God, no matter where you are. And that's something that's super amazing about Daniel. And so he was not only alert, like this verse says, but he was also persistent. He not for a day, not for a minute, did not pray three times a day. And that's something that we see that helps us exercise our spirit so that we don't fall into this like drowsiness that we may sometimes want to fall into, which is staying consistent and it's staying persistent in the Lord so that our flesh doesn't get the best of us and doesn't make us fall. I think that answers something. Dan? Yeah. Um, and it's true, like everything that you guys said about Daniel, but then it's easier said than done sometimes. Right. <laughs> you know, like all all of us have the privilege of having parents that always pray. We have parents that push us to seek God. But then there's the other side where it's like there aren't um, privileged kids that have like that in their life. Um, and we can also see that sometimes there's a fire burning in us when, let's say, we go to a retreat. We're like, yes, let's like there's a candle lit in us to be like, yeah, let me take this home and let me do what I need to do to keep following God. Or like when we go on vacation for school, like from school, like it's easier to follow a routine of like, oh, let me open my Bible today. Let me pray today. But then when we go back to our old routine of going back to school, we sometimes forget about about holding that routine from before and trying to find places to put like oh let me read my bible today let me do a devotional today mm. and i can see this happen with the people of israel in exodus you know like they kept asking god like okay like they were in trouble they didn't want to be slaves anymore but then when god sends them sends them the salvation of like with moses they're walking in the desert. They didn't see like, oh, this is my time to keep following God. This is my time to like keep praying. No, they just said, okay, we're out, but what next? Even though they had this privilege of seeing so many great things, they like closed themselves. They fell back into this drowsiness where it's like, 
like oh I want to go back to Egypt because it was more easier I had mm. my little casita here I had like all my <laughs> things here you know but it's like we have to see like how Daniel saw like okay I see this opportunity I'm in a world where it's not what I'm used to but like let me keep following God let me keep practicing my my faith let me keep practicing my spirituality he start, he kept exercising it ex instead of just like having this motivation of like just a month three months but he kept it consistent right and you know what i was gonna tell you since you were uh if you can mute me that'd be great yeah Okay. Uh, sorry, I, <laughs> I was going to tell you guys that uh, the the cool thing about what you said about Israel was that in Exodus, uh, well not in Exodus, right? Um, Paul also says in First Corinthians ten two, oh, it starts from ten one, but it says uh, I'll read all of it. It says First Corinthians ten one says, "For I do not want you to become unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and passed all through the sea, and were all baptized into Moses' cloud and the sea." Right. So he's talking about uh, about a baptism right there. I'm gonna, I'm, you see how I'm gonna tie it in right now. And then the next verse it says, "And all ate the same spiritual food." Now the way the way that we're all gonna tie this together is if you notice, uh, Daniel. Uh, he stopped eating regular food, right? He 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 said, uh, "I'm not gonna eat regular food. I'm not gonna eat. I'm gonna keep away from meat, from everything that the from Babylon wants to give me." But now, what God tells us to do is, don't stop eating, right? He doesn't want you to die from hunger, but he, instead, He tells us, "Keep away from the spiritual food that is not right." But what is spiritual food, right? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you touching? Where are you going? Everything that you that goes inside all your senses is important. It's a type of food that you feed, and it's funny how even back then, uh, in, in with Israel, Paul talks about eating all the same spiritual food. And and you know what shocks me the most? If they were all baptized, if they were all under the um, the cloud of Moses, and they all ate the same spiritual food, how is it that they fell under idolatry over and over and over and over again? Just your, your spiritual drowsiness, you know what I mean? Like, they, they would come in, and they would do it for a little bit, and then they would just be like, oh, okay, okay, you know what, that's it. You know, and, and it's funny how the reason why they made the golden calf was because they told Aaron, Moses is not coming back. He's gone. He went to the mountain. And sometimes that happens to us, you know. Somebody's not around. Somebody has gone a little bit away. Somebody, you know, maybe they're busy. And the first thing we want to do is we need something to watch. We need something to see. And that's not the right thing. When we are feeding ourselves the spiritual food of God and the spirit, then we must understand that our spirit needs to be strong. It's your choices, your decisions, the things that you choose to put into your spiritual self is what's going to come out into your spirit. Uh, you know, Danny, I was thinking that uh, this is kind of the thing that you'll tell me like when I don't want to go to the gym, like I'm like, oh, dude, I don't have motivation. And you're like, you don't need motivation, dude. You need to just make a decision and go. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we confuse in the gospel, that we need this motivation or we need somebody to push us in order to do this. But no, the spirit comes and it convicts you and it helps you make this decision. And the one who helps you is the spirit. And like, I thought it was so interesting what Diane was saying. Like some of us are spoiled. You know, we have parents that pray, parents that push us. We have leaders that pray for us leaders that push for us and yeah that's nice but they become a crutch because then when we're all are on our own what do we do we, we can't do anything just like the israelites the second moses was gone they were running around like chickens with their heads cut off yeah. and so that's what we have to avoid uh, i was listening to this video on instagram today because um, i do have instagram um and it was this girl saying that some people um believe that like worshiping 
like the second that like the people don't because it was talking about worship leaders right it's saying like the people this this the time that uh, people don't respond the way you wanted to it's like oh we had a bad service but what about what god liked i agree you know and so i think it's really important that we stop uh, being in this mindset in order to walk in the spirit to let go of this laziness we have to stop looking for motivation and just make a decision yeah. and like daniel you think daniel was motivated to eat like beans while everybody else was eating meat that's boring if you give me a piece of carne asada or bean well i like beans but you know you, you, you get what the what yeah. i mean right like it's it's not an easy decision to make but it's a decision that has to be made and i think this is the difference between him and his friends um i just have to read their names because i'm i'm Shamash. shadrach meshach and abednego um you know when they were put in the furnace they were they were tied up right the world tried to tie them up but they i think they weren't as cool as daniel but they were like you know like right right there right under him um and in the fire you know because they stood up for god uh, their their shackles were yeah were they were off. unbound they were yeah. Uh, yeah they were burnt off so this happens to us too so like it's not to say that if uh you're not like perfectly walking the spirit god won't help you no god will help you god will do this when you, the world bounds you and tries to burn you god will come in and say no here i am i redeem you i help you you fall and i help you get up right but the you know but the 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 most i guess best thing to do was is not to seek this motivation not to seek the help from your peers but to walk and be okay with walking alone because you know that you're really not alone but with god you know i was gonna tell you i'll i'll let you guys uh you know give your opinion but that's crazy thing about daniel and his friends was that his friends had the first amazing thing right that they was thrown into the furnace and you know god was there with them right but after that the whole story becomes about daniel <laughs> And when he was put in the furnace of like pressure, and when he was put in the uh, furnace of you know decision, because that's all pressure. That's all like you're like in like it's something uh, I like to say like you're in the hot seat. You know what I mean? Like when somebody's hey, are you gonna eat meat today? In front of everybody, you're like no, no, no I'm gonna eat you know my little legumbres. You know what I mean? Like that's a hot seat. The king's like, what, what, what are you guys doing? You know? And when they tell you, oh, don't pray anymore, and you're praying, you're literally in some type of furnace because everybody's watching you. Everybody wants to kill you. And, and what did he do? He said, nah. And then who, who left un, unbound from that, from, that, uh, from that tying that the world wanted to do? Daniel. So, I mean, both of them went through a furnace, just different furnaces, right? I was going to tell you guys that this is very important for you guys to understand that the spirit needs to be fed. And yes, you're going to talk about Narika. It needs to be fed. You need to put things in it. You need to read the Bible. You need to hear people preaching. You need to watch who you watch preaching as well because not everybody uh, has um, the doctrine and the right doctrine. Sometimes... Uh, they're off so we have to understand who do, who do and what you listen to please let's, let's wait, wait, wait I just I just have to interrupt real quick I was just gonna say that I, I just thought of another example which is uh, David if you think of the great men in the Bible the ones who did not have a crutch those are the ones that made it through yeah. Daniel I mean David was not really liked by his parents he was on his own in the fields right and now look at Samson who was babied by his parents yeah he couldn't do it he needed them as a crutch okay sorry, sorry go, go right, I mean it no, I was fixing my AirPod, but yes, I did want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh no, what were we going to say? Okay, there we go. So, the, the yeah, just to like emphasize the importance of uh, being careful of what we're filling ourselves with. Uh, Romans 8, wait, yes, Romans 8, 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So we see how in this verse that when you put your mind into the things that aren't of the Lord, you get just one nasty, gross consequence, which is death. 
But when you put it in the spirit, you get like a double blessing. You get not only life, but you but you also get peace. And I think that's um the thing that we need to all of us um work on, try to work on every single day, you know, having our mind being filled with the things of the Lord and letting go of what the world is trying to offer us, what the world is trying to tell us. And I think, you know, going back to the example of the Israelites, I think another factor that unfortunately made them fall away was also that they didn't completely let go of what they went through in Egypt. Um, because, well, first of all, like, I mean, 400 years of slavery, I don't think that's easy to forget. But I mean, also in the Lord, like, <laughs> that's also something that you shouldn't hold on to for your whole life, knowing that it's God who literally took you out of there. And yeah, anyway, so yeah, they didn't really let go of what they went through in Egypt. So I think that's why they kept falling so easily because they saw, I'm pretty sure they saw the culture of Egypt. I think they saw what they prayed to, what they did, what their, um, probably what their rituals were. And I think seeing that for a long period of time, you know, and not having let go of that, it was easy for them to fall into it because their mind wasn't full of the things of the spirit. They saw what the Egyptians did. And they easily fell into that because they were like, oh, that's so much easier. You know, why do we have to wait for this guy, Moses, to come back and when we can just pray to something else, which is not good. But I think that's where you see the importance of being filled with things of the spirit in your mind, because your mind is also connected to your heart. So whatever you're filling your mind with, your heart will also receive. And then as we know, the verse, whatever you whatever the heart is filled with, that's what your mouth will speak. Yes, I, I don't know if I could say that. Um, Raquel, I like the what she said about like 400 years is not is not like something easy to go with, right? right? Um, but God literally told Abraham, Your people will be enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. So, oh, like, sure. what they had to do was literally like count back the days and be like, Okay, day one, okay, day 399, or no, sorry, year 399, yeah. year 400. Okay, this is our year of our freedom because when God gives a promise, what we should do is. Well, like, I'm not saying like, sometimes I catch myself being like this, realizing I'm like, wow, terrible. But um, yeah, like, that's what we should do. Like God says, okay, you're going to be going through this trial period. And then in, and imagine he gives you like an exact date, like, hey, Danny, guess what? You're going to be going through a, a trial of one year. Wouldn't that be easier yeah. than not knowing when it's going to end? Like, I feel like the Israelites had a cheat sheet, you know, and yeah, maybe we get it too. And we're just like deaf to the Lord, the voice of the Lord. But yeah. no matter what, like, I feel like they could, they could have been better, but obviously because we read it now and we're like, oh, it's easy, but then I wanted to say something. Oh yeah. Um, also, um, with the Israelites, they struggled, but also we tend to struggle with the fact that we think we're spiritual when we use our gifts too. Hmm. We rely on our gifts too much sometimes. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, God used me today. That's it. And we go, we keep backtracking into the world and we're like, no, cause we all know we our gifts are given to us and they can't be taken back. So we sometimes rely, rely on our gifts like Samson did. Like, um every single time of course the spirit of the lord will come over him and then he would be able to like take down all the philistines because that was the promise that was given to him that was the covenant that was given to him but we cannot rely only in our gifts we cannot rely only like oh yeah i'm gonna just study today and then i'm gonna do good like no like we have to constantly seek like for new anointing like, it's not the same anointing that we're going to keep 
giving out because eventually it's like if you keep cooking in the same oil it's gonna end up dirty yeah so we need to pour out that that new oil every single time the new oil that god gives us but how do we get it through seeking god through seeking his word through praying and those are the things that most of us struggle with like we we're like oh but god doesn't answer me but it's like it's not about the answer it's about seeking we're I'm always not- gonna look for an answer but it's like it's not based on that right I was going to tell you, uh, Diane, I think that's really important. Like, I like what you said about the oil. And it's also important that not only that we keep seeking, but who we seek with, right? Like, there, it's so important to know who our friends are. First Corinthians 15.33 reminds us, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So it doesn't matter if you have the best intentions of, of the world. Who you surround yourself with is important. Like, um, I think all of us have to go to school or at one point had to go to school and that's where it gets a little bit confusing because you spent eight hours in a place where all of your friends or most of your friends are not believers i mean i think i knew like one person who believed in god and followed them in the way that they should have um so i think that's important that we also not only uh, make sure that what we're doing is communion because communion is important and also checking out who are our friends and where are they leading us to I agree. You know, I was going to tell you guys that, that with, with all this that you guys were saying, honestly, I love what you guys were saying. It all like boils down to, to your spiritual dis- discipline. You know what I mean? And, and honestly, you know, I, I, always like, uh, I always like Timothy. I don't know why I'm with Timothy this, this year, but I don't know. I like Timothy because he's a young guy that, that, that uh, the Apostle Paul chooses. And from the beginning, he is he is shown a, a bunch of decisions and he chooses them all right. For example, he chooses Paul chooses Timothy, and the first thing he tells him is, "Okay, you have to get you have to get circumcised." I, I think I preached about a few days about this, but I was going to tell you guys another thing. And he says yes, and he is willing to circumcise himself, not for himself, not for himself, but he circumcised himself for the other people that are soon to hear him. So listen to this. So not for himself, but for other people. Then. In Timothy 1, 4, uh, sorry, uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7, it says, this is what Paul tells Timothy. He says, but have nothing to do with irreverent folk- folklore or silly myths. On the other hand, listen to what it says. On the other hand, instead of doing all these silly and irreverent things on weird myths and, you know, things that don't exist. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. So there is a spiritually fit that we must take. There means that we not only uh, work out our body, but we also work out our spirit. And then 4.8, it says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness, uh, but godliness, spiritual training is of value in everything and every way since it holds promises for the present life and for the life to come. And I love this very much because, you know, everybody right now is on this health kick, right? Everybody's on this like, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get, you know, you know, shredded and I want to get buff. But I, I always I always like to read this verse because it tells us it's not about what you can do with your body outside, but it's what you can do with the body, with this being that's inside of your spirit. Because it's, it, it's perfect. It makes perfect sense. If you're super healthy on the outside, but dying and rotten in the inside, it's still, you're, you still are close to dying. You are still close to depression. You are still close to committing suicide. But if you're outside, you're not as healthy, but your spirit is healthy. Sooner or later, the, the health 
of your spirit will actually come out and make your body also it would it would like almost uh how do i say this like uh push you to get physically hit, uh, fit and the reason why i take that is because it's it's important of how paul tells timothy here it says okay you're you're training physically great but do not forget the most important uh, training, which is your spiritual training. How do you train spiritually? Just like Diane said, by reading, by hearing, by, you know, deep, diving deep into the Bible. What are you doing? How are you doing it? What are the choices are you making? It Are you are you setting a difference in, in your friend's life? Uh, are, are you praying? Because honestly, that's something that we all forget to do. Like, what do we do? Are we praying? Are we what are we listening to? That's 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 honestly what I think everybody struggles with. I don't know if you guys saw that um, on the notes. Everybody can put like music now, right? And if you guys would be surprised how many kids that I know, not even from our church, just from the whole the whole time that I've known. From the whole world. From the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> just put, you know, Peso Pluma. And they put like random stuff. And I, and I go and I'm like, okay, this is funny. It's funny. Good job. You know, it's hilarious. But I go when other people see him, this is the first thing they see. This is the first thing they see when they when they see these people. What is the first thing that they are not spiritually fit? They're not spiritually uh, training. There, there's no spiritual training in them. And if there's no spiritual training, then how is your spirit? Your spirit is poor. And what happens when you're unfit in the in the outside? What happens when you have to go through a trial? What happens when you have to hike? What happens when you have to lift something heavy? You're not ready. You probably will end up giving up. You probably will end up uh, being drowsy. You probably end up. Uh, not liking how it feels and that's the importance of keeping yourself spiritually fit and have spiritual training is that when the trial comes you'll be strong enough you'll have enough stamina and your faith will be unshakable when the trial comes go ahead uh, I was going to tell you, Danny, that I, I was reading this thing, and I, I feel like it's so um, relevant to what you're saying uh, that said that your your soul when you stop feeding it it gets loud right it's like ah give me what I want right, right. but your spirit when you stop it gets sad you know it starts and you go months and then you're like whoa what happened to my spiritual life yeah. like it doesn't tell you that it when it dies you know like it starts slowly slowly like constri constrict constricting con uh, getting sad um and i was reading ephesians 4 30 and grieve not the holy spirit of god whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption and i was reading grieve and it says to push into a corner to crowd into a narrow space to be straightened in distress to cause grief. And I, I think that's wild, right? That uh, how our human nature will uh, ask us so loudly for what it wants, but the spirit will ask so gently. And yeah. when you don't, it's like, oh, okay. And that's, and that's Christian. <laughs> and that's Christian understand because if you notice, you know, a lot of people tell me, Daniel, because I don't know what my soul, my spirit is. It depends how it talks to you. Right, like you just said, right? Like the soul usually doesn't tell you, hey, can I have some more, please? Right? <laughs> but instead, but instead of what it does, it goes, yo, I need this now. Yeah. And when the spirit does it, he goes, hey, do you think, do you think we can do this? Like, do you think we can uh, put some Christian music in the car? Yeah. And your soul goes, why? What, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Why are you doing that? And it's such, it's <laughs> because it's guided by the Holy Spirit. And, and, and remember that God is a gentleman and God will never impose any of his will. And, and honestly, it's beautiful what you said. And this is the only way. What I, I don't, I don't want to say only way because I don't want to be definitive. But this is a good way to understand and to and to be and to almost like measure yourself on how you can be a true follower of Christ. Where's your spirit? How does your spirit feel? And how close do you feel uh, God to you? You quickly know. Like if you're doing good. Like do you feel God close to you? Or do you feel God super far away from you? Or do you feel in between? 
you must ask yourself that. I don't know. If, I don't know if that anything to say, but if you do, give me a second. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that I think it's important to soul train. Um, I know it sounds like weird, right? Like we have a dog no. inside of us, but we really do. And yeah. this dog is called our soul. Um, and it's rabid and it has rabies and we're not having a good time, you know? But I think it's important to grab it and tell it to settle down and grab and train it and say, be quiet. Right now is not your time to speak. And when you speak, what you're going to do is you're going to praise the Lord. And that's what David did, you know? We see like uh, the development of his soul over like the Psalms. And you see like at points, his soul is loud and it's raging, right? And it's he's all over the place. But his uh, the reaction that he has is not good, Um his actions are not correct, are not the ones that please the Lord. But when his soul is under control, you could see, oh, okay, the way he's acting, nice. This, this is King David. Yeah, this is King David. So yeah, I think that's important, you know, to grab our soul because we all have a soul and it's all loud. But what we have to learn to do is speak to it, you know, which I think is important. Sorry. That's your marks, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, last thing I want to say is like a perfect like example, which is Jesus. Um, he went through everything that we could possibly think of, but he still remained like talking to the father. He remained like with his spirit connected to the father. Mm-hmm. We can say, yeah, like he was God, of course, but like he was also human. He went through temptations. He went through deserts. He went through a bunch of things that we go through and he still maintained communication with the father, regardless of like temptations that we go through, we could still go to our father and ask him to help us and he will he will remind us of the words we read in our bibles he will he will give us um um comfort with the holy spirit because we have the holy spirit to comfort us and we have to see that even though if it gets hard like our father is there right there with us walking through it with us and showing us like i'm gonna take you through like regardless if you feel like giving up I agree. That, that people, Raquel, anything else? You have to unmute uh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just wanted to say also just um, this verse, Matthew 16, 24. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. So, you know, we have to go through like, well, I like, I always, I don't know why I always see like steps here. But like, um, I see like three things here. Like, I think the first one is that we need to first give up our own way. We need to like put our soul under control according to the spirit and asking always God to help us with that, knowing that we can't do it simply on our own or with our own strength. And then the second would be to take up our cross. So we need to like make the decision to die to our passions, to to um to follow Jesus and do exactly as he did. You know, he he died for us and he took up his cross as well for us. And then we follow him ultimately, which is, um, I think, what we all try to do. We always uh, try to see how to follow him. And, you know, as I said before, the way we get there is by making sure that our soul doesn't overpower our spirit and always making sure that as we read the word, that as we have communication with the Lord, he will help us um, to gradually help us not gradually help us but like he'll gradually make sure that our spirit i mean that our soul is put under control because it as you guys said it's something very hard and it can just come out of nowhere sometimes but you know but the spirit uh it's going to start diminishing and we're going to be more spirit filled and less you know flesh filled when 
we decide to do these three things that this verse says. Amen. Dobra. Last remarks? Nothing? Okay, guys. What, what I wanted to just finish off with saying is this. In order to be a follower of Christ, the true follower, the heart of a follower, because I think that's what we all want to do, right? We all want to have a heart of a follower is I think, I think Diane just hit it right on the nose because the number one follower that you see of God is Jesus. Jesus Christ. And if you guys notice, even as the father turns away from the son, he never stops talking to him. Even when he's dying, even when he's getting uh, killed, he goes, uh, father, forgive him. You know, God forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And honestly, that's I love that because it shows that even as he's carrying our sin and the father has to look away from him, right? He has to look because he's carrying all our sin. He still doesn't give up. He's still there. And and that's, guys, that's not, a, how do I say this? That's not by your soul. And that's not with your body. And that's not with your mind. That's not, that's purely spirit. That is his spirit being so strong that it just comes out on his body. And that's what I want you guys to understand, that God never went away from, from the Father, even as he was getting uh, killed. But guys, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us today on The Encounter. Guys, thank you guys very much from, uh, from over there where you guys are at your house. And um, God bless you guys. I hope this was a blessing. And I'll see you guys, remember, every single week on Wednesday at 4 p.m. God bless you guys. And see you next week. Take care.